Hey guys, welcome to a new episode. It is Sunday and I am feeling really good today. So I just wanted to sit down and have a chat with you. It's a beautiful day. I'm sitting here and I'm looking out at blue sky, all the trees, all the leaves are on the trees now, <laughs> which makes a big difference. My mood is good today and I just wanted to sit down and have a chat with you guys. I obviously share a lot with you on my social media platforms, on my website. I have a blog, I have a podcast, I wrote two books, which is still, it's so exciting every time I, I think about it. But I don't think I've ever sat down, and of course, I with every podcast episode, I share tips and things that have helped me, but I don't think I've ever sat down and just had one full episode where I'm kind of summarizing my first book into an episode and talking you through everything that helped me right from the beginning. I've been reading through so many of your comments and messages and often when I do and I read how you guys are in the exact same place that I was just a few years ago, it always makes me think back to that person that I was then versus the person that I am now. And when creating content or videos or, or anything, I always think back to what would have helped me then. What would I have wanted someone to say to me? What would I have wanted to know? Um, I want to share, I want to talk to you as if I'm talking to myself during my very worst anxiety. So in this episode, I wanted to just kind of talk you through everything that helped me right from the beginning. And because the thing is, if you're really struggling right now, if you would say that, that you're at the peak of your anxiety or you just at a point where doing anything is difficult, going outside, just stepping foot outside your front door, of course we're all different and as you guys are listening to this, every single one of us are experiencing anxiety differently. Maybe you can go out, maybe it's just some days that you experience panic attack, maybe like me, your anxiety is taking over every second where it feels like you're not living your life at all because your focus is on just obsessing over symptoms, obsessing over your health, feeling awful all the time because the physical symptoms are real. So no matter where you are, the point is if you're at a point right now where it feels like you're not in control of your anxiety, your anxiety is completely controlling you, however that looks, then this episode is for you. This is why I wanted to record it. Of course, I'm probably not going to be able to mention every tiny little thing that has helped me. And being the type of person that I am, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like just before recording this episode, I was making notes and writing things down and thinking, oh my, like I can't leave anything out. But of course, it's impossible that I'm going to be able to mention everything in here. This is more kind of a summarized version. I will do more podcast episodes like this. And if you really want to go deep, that's why I always... Um, send people over to my blog and my and the other podcast episodes that I have and my books because I go really deep in my books. In my new A to Z book, I honestly share absolutely everything. So if there's anything that I left out here, you'll probably find it on my Instagram. If you take a scroll through my feed, you'll definitely find it in my books and you'll find it on the other things that I recommend for you to go to. So let's go back to when I was in the midst of it, just completely consumed by anxiety, completely consumed by fear and symptoms and a whole roller coaster of emotions because I had no idea what was happening to me. I was scared all the time because I genuinely thought that I was dying or was sick. It 
it didn't make sense to me how it was possible to feel this physically ill every single day but then have your doctor tell you that you're fine and oh you have anxiety because i had always i've always been what you could call just a nervous person and i'm very sensitive and i get nervous easily and like at school i really struggled like school was a was a real struggle for me i would often struggle to fall asleep just thinking about school the next day um any kind of project or events i would just have that awful anticipation building up to it and i would i would feel really sick and it would be quite intense and i would look at my friends and wonder you know is there something wrong with me and then what happened was i kind of built this identity around myself as someone who's just more sensitive and that was it i am a sensitive person i'm more nervous than the average person and i didn't delve any deeper than that i didn't know anything about anxiety i i really didn't i think i thought that if somebody had something that was classified as a disorder then it's something that they were just taking medication for like i didn't i honestly knew nothing so obviously where i am now i can look back and see that i was definitely struggling with anxiety my entire life but as i said i i knew nothing about it and then in my 20s so actually let me take you back in my teens i was starting to experience symptoms and this is where my health anxiety really started but i just again i just accepted this as part of my life um i'm a hypochondriac you know i just worry more than the average person and even though it was hell and i wasn't living i just i didn't imagine that you could ever get out of that i just figured i'm abs- I, i would get absolutely paranoid of her symptoms i can't even tell you the fear that i would feel but i i didn't i mean i figured how could anybody help me with that that's just something that i have to deal with and i think i just hoped i just prayed and hoped that you know someday someday i would just kind of grow out of it you know like a i don't know just kind of move on from it kind of thing so with the health anxiety i really did have a lot of ups and downs with that. So I would have periods where I'd be worrying horrifically for ages and then I would have kind of a period where it would kind of ease up a little bit and I would feel okay, it's it's getting better and then there would be a symptom pop up or I would see something cuz you know how it is with health anxiety. You can be feeling okay and and think okay, you you're doing well. and then you watch something on TV with someone who has a specific disease or someone tells you about somebody's illness and then immediately that would be a trigger for me and suddenly i would start feeling symptoms i would google google is a freaking nightmare and i would just start spiraling so it was very up and down for me but i had just kind of accepted that this is who i am my mom has always dealt with health anxiety so i just figured oh it's in the family you know all these ex- all these excuses honestly that we that we make you know it's in the family so i'm doomed and this is just who i am this is my identity so in my 20s i that's when my symptoms really started to intensify i was going through a lot of stressful things in my life um and of course anxiety can start to peak 
you know, during certain periods in your life, depending what you're going through. Um, but again, I should mention here that you may experience anxiety and severe panic and not have anything major going on. It's honestly just different for everybody. So I started dealing with a lot of symptoms. Um, I always talk about them on my Instagram. The ones that really stuck out for me were um, I had a per- my heart would race permanently. I dealt with a lot of shortness of breath. That was horrific. Um, I feel like I can do a whole other episode on that one. Um, I had heart palpitations. Dizziness was one that was with me all the time. I never felt stable. I never felt like I could go out and just feel normal because I never... And it's hard to explain because when you describe dizziness, um, I think people think of it one way, like everything is spinning around you. And I did experience it like that at times. But it's more this feeling that you just... It's it's hard, and I know if you're listening to this and you deal with dizziness, you'll know what I mean because we all experience it differently, and it wouldn't always be the same. Sometimes it would be worse, sometimes it would. But even when it wasn't intense, it was there to some degree where I just, I never felt comfortable. I always felt unsettled in my body. I did not feel safe in my body, but at this time I was still kind of just dealing with it. Um, my health anxiety was really making me hyper-focused on symptoms like dizziness because I started to think, I don't understand how a person can deal with physical symptoms like this and have it not be something serious. But I was too scared to go to the doctor. And I figured I've dealt with on and off symptoms for so long that if it was something serious, I, I feel like I would know by now. And then the thing that prompted me to go to the doctor was when I started having panic attacks. And I'm not going to go into that here. I have a separate episode on on panic attacks where I talk about my first panic attack. I'll answer you guys' questions. But it was the panic attacks that prompted me to go to the doctor because this absolutely freaked me out. I didn't understand what was happening. I had done some research and had um, learned a little bit about panic attacks before going to the doctor. The thing is... Back then, so I say a few years ago, but it was a good eight years ago, honestly. It was around my mid-twenties. There wasn't a lot of... There weren't many people talking about their mental illnesses or whether that's anxiety, depression, anything. There There weren't a lot of people talking about it online as there are today. So the only place that I could find information was when I went onto google which you know it's you don't know where you're going to end up it's a gamble every single time you google something it's a gamble where you're going to end up you just don't know i don't know if you guys can pick this up on the mic but the birds are going crazy outside i don't know if you'll be able to hear it if if you can't i sound crazy because i'm i'm saying oh listen to the birds and there's nothing i don't know if you can hear it but they are going crazy. Anyway, back on topic. So as I was saying, I always had to Google everything. Google was a nightmare because I never knew what it was going to tell me. And if I saw anything bad about any symptom that I was dealing with, that would send me into complete panic. I went to the doctor because I was starting to experience panic attacks all the time. Basically, every single time I left home, my symptoms would become so debilitating that I would have to turn around and go back and I would have to skip out on work 
I got to a point where I had to tell my do- my not my doctor, my boss. My boss actually called me into his office and asked me if everything was fine because I'd been skipping so much work and he could kind of just see something was wrong. And I was very fortunate that I had a really good boss at the time. I was really fortunate for that. And he gave me two weeks off of work and said, you know what, why don't you take two weeks off and take some time and figure this out and then I'll hold your position open for you. And I was very fortunate for that. I was working as an esthetician at a salon at the time and I really needed the money. So these two weeks, I had planned that these two weeks were going to be two weeks where I was going to do everything that I could. I was going to learn what I could. I was going to try and figure this out. I, I, what I, what I think I had done in my mind was I had kind of given myself this time frame of fixing everything. I figured, you know what, I can go to the doctor right now, maybe they'll put me on medication and I can sort this out and it can be fixed. So, of course, I went to the doctor. I knew nothing about anxiety. I didn't know, oh, there's a whole bunch of options. I didn't know what could be contributing. I thought that some people have anxiety, some people don't. And if you have it, you go on meds, end of story. So that's what I did. I went to my doctor. Um, it wasn't a great experience. I don't, I, again, I imagined in my mind something completely different. I think I had expected more empathy or even just more time with me. But it was a very, very quick appointment. And I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder, and I was immediately described, I was immediately prescribed um, antidepressant medication, which was supposed to help for my panic attacks as well. I'm not going to go too heavy into the med story. Um, I don't want to ramble on about that. I do talk about it in separate episodes, and I talk about it in my books a lot. I share my whole story there. Um, I was on meds for about a year, and during these two weeks that's when i started going on them um the medication again i kept setting these expectations of how i thought things would turn out so i figured in these two weeks i'll be healed and i'm gonna go on meds and i'll be healed and yes the medication at that time if i look back because i knew nothing about anxiety i look at it as meds were something that i needed at that time in my life and i am grateful for them at that time instead of kind of looking back and regretting anything and saying I wish that I hadn't gone on meds or they helped me at that time in my life and they did make my anxiety bearable so that I was able to work. During this time I was desperately trying to find other people so I'd often end up on forums online which would be hit or miss as well Um, but whenever I stumbled across a forum where people were just sharing their symptoms and they weren't freaking each other out I always found that that really helped me because I didn't feel so crazy or alone and it really helped with my health anxiety as well because I felt just a little bit comforted. You know, I'm not the only one experiencing these symptoms and I'm not the only one experiencing all this fear. So there was one YouTuber and I'm still following her today, but I have followed her for years and years and she was very open about her own struggles with anxiety and she was somebody whose videos I watched a lot and just by her being open about her own journey, it really helped me. And I remember just, she had a few anxiety videos and I just remember like watching them and like taking in every single thing that she was saying. So you might know her and you might follow her too. Um, Her name is Zoe Sugg. She had, I think she's always had two channels, but she was posting on Zoella and now she's posting on a different channel. But she really helped me just by, just by talking about it and she had such a big audience and such a big platform 
and she was being so open about her mental health struggles and that's something that really made a difference for me in my journey so by this time and at this point i was starting to understand and this and have an awareness and this takes me to my very first my very first step you know if you're really struggling and you're just lost right now and you just don't know where to go the very first step is to have an awareness that what you're dealing with is an anxiety disorder and you know getting that diagnosis from your doctor can really help because you just have that validation but i know that when you really struggle with anxiety and specifically health anxiety even if your doctor tells you it's anxiety there's still a seed of doubt in your mind that can make you think that it is something serious and that's the thing with anxiety and this is where learning everything you can about anxiety is so important so back then because so few people were talking about it online I had to do as much research as I could through books and through Google whereas and I honestly did so much research through Google I spent so much time googling and reading articles and reading scientific articles like journals and like all of these things I did so much research I was desperate to get to the bottom of this and I didn't want to feel like this and I was in meds at the time which was keeping it under control but I, I still had that I never I still felt kind of unsettled I think that I thought that I would go on meds and feel amazing my anxiety would completely disappear I would feel happy all the time it, it's like it numbed it. It's, it's like it put kind of a filter over it where it was manageable where I could live, but I did not feel my best. I, I didn't feel my best. So, as I said, during this time, I was really trying to understand what anxiety was, why it created physical symptoms, what was happening during a panic attack, why did it feel like I was going to die, were there ways that I could manage it, and this is when I came across a program at the time called Panic Away. I think it's now called Dare Response or something. I'll make sure to include it in the caption um, so you guys can check that out. But I actually did a review on it on my blog. Because this program teaches you how to work through panic. So whenever I had a panic attack, I would always deal with it the same way. My brain would freak out and tell me that I'm dying and that all that I'm about to die. I would, I would always feel like I need to be doing something because you see the fight or flight response, that's exactly what it does. It's telling your body you need to run or you need to fight, you need to move, you need to move. So that's why when you're experiencing panic, you, you can't stand still, you feel completely restless. But by giving into that, by giving into it and actually running away or, you know, trying to ignore the symptoms or push them down, you're only intensifying them because you're giving into that fight or flight response, which is only telling your brain, okay, so she's acting on these symptoms, so something serious must be wrong and we must really be in danger. So this program taught you how to work through symptoms. And again, I'm not going to go into that here. I talk about that more in my, my panic attacks episode and like I said, I'll link this program and you can go learn more about it in the caption. But just to summarize, it taught me how to not run away because I would literally run out of stores. I, I'm not talking about running away in a metaphorical sense, I'm talking about I would literally run um, out of a store as fast as I could and I would always, or if I was like out somewhere I would 
find a way to get home as quickly as I could. And I'd always kind of tell myself I'm giving up on the day. But the point is, I always did things the same way. So just to kind of summarize, what this program taught me was to do things differently, which initially was absolutely terrifying. But the whole point of it is to not fight against your symptoms. And I did a lot of research at the time as well into what's happening when symptoms happen, really learning about the fight or flight response, how your body thinks you're in danger. This is the best advice that I can give you. If you take anything from this episode, it's to learn everything you can about your anxiety, everything. I think what happens, and I know what happens, is we don't. it doesn't make us feel good. It makes us feel uncomfortable, beyond uncomfortable. And then we immediately label it as something bad. We don't realize that anxiety is a natural emotion that's there to keep us safe. We just look at it as this bad, negative thing. And so we start to always think of it in this negative context. And it's something that we start to hate. Because that that was the language that I used. Here's another point. Think of how you talk to yourself. I wish that I could be normal. I wish that I could be like everyone else. I wish I could be like my friends. They don't seem to always panic over everything. I would like that was my biggest thing. I wish that I could be normal. Why am I this way? I hate my anxiety. When can I just feel okay? When can I wake up and have one day when I feel okay? And then on the days that I felt good, I didn't use word I didn't use language like I'm allowed to feel good. I'm going to enjoy myself in this moment. If anxiety comes up, I'll think about it then. Instead, I was just anticipating it. You know, I felt good. Oh, my anxiety is tricking me. It's definitely coming back. And of course it always did because I was putting it out there and I was anticipating it. So with this program, it taught me how to understand that the symptoms that I experienced, especially during a panic attack, because those intense symptoms that come up during panic I would get extreme blurry vision, dizziness, I would genuinely feel like I couldn't breathe, but your body is breathing. It feels like that, but your body is breathing. My brain would tell me, you're about to pass out, you have to get out of here, and I would give in to that every single time. I let my anxiety control me, not the other way around. So what this program taught me was to just try to do things differently, try to get the upper hand of my anxiety, but not in an aggressive way, just to be gentle. I understand that you think I'm in danger, but I'm actually, I'm safe. I'm going to sit here with these symptoms because I know they can't hurt me. And trust me, initially that is horrifying to actually sit there and not doing do anything when your body wants to move. Um, I remember trying it in Costco, I always talk about Costco, because I, <laughs> I actually lived in an apartment that was right across the street from Costco, so it was I could just walk over there whenever I needed anything. But when I was struggling with such bad anxiety, just walking across the street was an effort for me. And I would have, I, I've had so many panic attacks right in the middle of Costco, because once you're in the middle of Costco, you're miles away from you're really far away from the exits and the washroom so when I would experience panic I would just freak out because I would think you know I still have to try to walk to the exit and the whole way there would feel like I was in like this complete fog and I could hardly walk in a straight line Um, so Costco was a big panic trigger for me so I actually tried this technique in Costco and I remember 
I was right in the middle of Costco. I started to feel really anxious. It was all the symptoms that I was used to, all the symptoms that would usually have me doing the same thing, which is trying to get out of there as fast as possible. And it was terrifying. I'm not going to say that it was easy and like, oh, wow, you know, I felt all my symptoms. It was great and I was healed. No, <laughs> it was terrifying. I genuinely felt like I was going to die, but I didn't. And your symptoms have to reach a peak. They can only intensify to such a point before they have to start to come down. The thing with me, though, is that even you know, when my panic attack subsided, I still was experiencing symptoms. I had symptoms pretty much 24-7. So when I did this and I realized that nothing actually happened, because of course I had that fear that if I don't do anything and I just stand there, I, I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I thought something terrible was going to happen, that I was going to pass out, maybe die right there in the middle of everybody. So when I realized that that didn't actually happen, even though I still felt terrified, I didn't even realize at the time, but I was actually starting to break down some of that fear that was keeping me stuck in a cycle of just constant panic. So I just want to backtrack a little bit. So I had told you guys that I went on medication and I was in medication for, I always say it was roughly a year. I don't think it was quite a year. I don't remember exactly how long it was. It was close to a year, sometime there. And during this year, I feel like I was a little bit numb to everything. I wasn't, as I told you guys, like I didn't feel my best at all. I did not feel my best, but I didn't feel panicked all the time. So as I'm talking to you guys about my panic attacks and everything, I experienced them before I went on meds, then I had that period that I was on medication, and then I got to a point where I was realizing I'm going to have to start increasing my dose because it wasn't working the same anymore, and I had heard a story at my work, this girl that I worked with had told me a story about her mom who was on the same meds and had been on them for years and years and years and was on the highest dose possible, her dose kept increasing year after year, and even though she was in meds and stuff, like she was still just stuck at home and an agoraphobic and not able to leave. And this was, this was a kind of wake up moment for me where I realized, you know what, am I just going to stay on meds or do something and try and figure this out. And again, I'm like, I have to tell you guys, I'm not shaming you if you're on medication and we're all different. Some of us need to be on medication. Some of us go on meds as we're starting to heal. It's, it's different for everybody and I'm not shaming anybody for taking medication. Meds helped me at that time in my life and I will be grateful for that. But when they weren't working anymore in terms of anxiety, I hadn't been feeling my best the entire year. My dose was needing to increase. This is when I made the decision that I wanted to start withdrawing. And again, I'm not going to go too deep into that. I talk about that in my books. My withdrawal experience was absolutely awful. And my anxiety just came back. And it came back a million times worse than it had been before I had actually gone on the medication. So I had done a little bit of research at the beginning, but then I went on meds and it kind of numbed everything. And I just figured, well, I can kind of go to work and kind of function now. So I didn't bother to do much more research. What I'm talking to you guys about in here when I really delved into it, 
is when I was coming off of my medication and my anxiety was severe and I was digging deeper and unearthing all the root causes and everything and this is when this is when my anxiety was at its absolute worst like I thought it had been at its worst before the medication when I was having all those panic attacks but I went right back to having multiple panic attacks my symptoms were so severe that I could barely leave home um just the thought of leaving home and I'm I'm not talking about I wasn't able to drive far away or something or go somewhere far I mean that I just the thought of stepping outside of the front door or just stepping outside of my front door I would have anxiety walking down the hallway of my apartment building to take the garbage out or go put laundry on and I'm not even joking and I remember feeling so self-conscious for this and I knew I'm not going to tell anybody yet here I am telling you guys <laughs> but I, I just I couldn't understand it and I thought how could I t- how can I tell somebody that I feel anxious to go two flights down in my building to go do my laundry that's that's how bad it was so at this point I knew a little bit more about anxiety I knew about the fight or flight response I understood that my symptoms were happening in response to my brain thinking that I was in genuine danger um, and that my symptoms weren't trying to hurt me I was breaking trying to break through fear by doing that technique that I learned to just kind of sit with my symptoms And I would do this as often as I could. It wouldn't always work. Sometimes I would end up just leaving. But I did it as often as I could. And every time that I was able to do it, I was so proud of myself. But then when I couldn't do it, and I, I, as I would say, failed, even though it wasn't failure, but at the time I would always look at myself as a failure if I did have to leave somewhere. And this is where the language comes in again. I would be so angry with myself, so upset with myself. And I would say, You're, you failed, like this is ridiculous, come on, you can do this and blah, blah, blah. And that negative self-talk was not helping me at all. It was only making things worse. So this is some, some more advice I'll give you guys. Like, It's up and down. Like when you're going through healing and when you start learning about anxiety and you start breaking through fear, Every single day is going to be different. Every single day. You might have one good day, one bad day, one good day, one bad day, like layered like that. Or you could have months of feeling amazing and then suddenly your anxiety comes back. You could go a whole year feeling amazing and then your anxiety, you go through an anxious period. And we always tend to look at this as having lost all of our progress, being right back to square one. Um, I know so many of you guys feel that way. But you have not failed or lost all your progress. You just have to come back to what you know. And this is and one thing that really helps me is whenever I remind myself that anxiety is a natural emotion. So if I'm going through a stressful period and I'm finding myself angry all the time and very reactive, I'm not thinking, oh, I better book myself in for anger management classes because I need to get rid of this anger for good. I am aware of the fact that, you know, I'm I'm stressed out right now in my life. I am more reactive. But I know, I just know it's not going to last forever. But with anxiety, it's just a completely different thing. We just kind of think of it as something that we need to be rid of. So always remind yourself, anxiety is a natural emotion. It's here to keep me safe. If I'm experiencing it again, there has to be a reason. And this is where we, this is where we start to dig a little bit deeper. 
And this is the issue that I had with medication. So, you know, you go to the doctor, they don't ask you any questions. Well, mine didn't anyway. Um, and you get put on medication. So here's the thing, okay? We're all different. We all like different things. Some of us like coffee. Some of us like tea. Some of us prefer winter. Some of us prefer summer. We all have our own unique style. We are all different people. So why are we treating our anxiety the same way if we are all different? There are different things contributing to our anxiety depending on who we are and depending on our lifestyle. Sometimes your anxiety is out of control temporarily because you're going through something really stressful in your life. You're aware that, okay, there's this thing that I'm going through so it makes sense that I'm anxious and you know once you work through it, you'll probably start to feel better again. But sometimes it's not so obvious. You know, sometimes you really have to dig deeper because again, a question I get a lot is, there isn't anything going on in my life. Everything is fine. Everything seems fine, but yet I'm still anxious. I don't understand. And that that was... I knew there were some stressful things in my life, but I had dealt with them for ages and then suddenly... I had all this anxiety kind of hit me at once. So I was the same way. Sometimes I would say, you know, there's nothing major going on in my life right now. I understand that there's a bit of stress, but I'm okay. So where is all this anxiety coming from? And one thing I will tell you is there is something contributing to your anxiety, whether it's obvious or whether it's not, even if everything seems fine, even if you think you're fine. If you dig deeper, you will unearth things that are contributing to your anxiety, I promise you. Apart from learning about my anxiety, understanding anxiety, understanding symptoms, the very first thing that helped me on my journey, and this is the number one thing, honestly, no matter what is contributing to your anxiety, if you are anxious, you have inflammation going on in your body. And that inflammation is only intensifying symptoms and making you feel awful. So the very first thing for me that helped to decrease inflammation and make tackling anything else that was contributing to my anxiety that much easier was what I was eating and if this was me listening to this years ago if someone had if if I was talking to myself if okay let me just let me just gather my thoughts here if somebody had said this to me at the time when I was right in the middle of that really dark place and said, oh, the first thing that helped me on my journey was what I was eating, I probably would have rolled my eyes because I didn't understand how your food could have anything to do with your mental health. That just didn't make sense to me. I was at a point, though, in my own journey where I had tried so many things and they hadn't worked. I'd been on meds for a year and I was willing to just give anything a shot and... I thought, I figured, you know, what harm can it do? I was eating really badly. I was eating a lot of takeouts. I was eating so much processed foods. And I just told myself, you know what, what what does it hurt? I'll try to be healthier. You know, maybe I'll, maybe it will boost my mood a little bit, if anything. Like, I'll just feel more energetic, which in turn can make me happy. I don't, I don't know. Um, But when I started eating better, and I don't mean salads and all of that and I talk a lot about nutrition in both of my books but when I started eating better I cannot even tell you the difference that I felt I cannot even tell you the difference and this is when I started realizing that a lot of my anxiety 
was coming from the foods that I was eating, from food sensitivities. I had a lot of food sensitivities to things like dairy and gluten. Um, but I, I didn't realize this until I actually cut it out and started feeling better. And it was the weird, it was honestly, it blew me away because when I started eating better, I, my symptoms started to lessen. And this was just, I could not believe it. The fact that I could, and I remember so clearly one day I was in the grocery store and, and I wasn't, I had actually forgotten that I feel anxious. And it's, I remember walking and I suddenly remembered, oh, oh, you actually feel okay. Like you, you haven't even been thinking about your symptoms. And that was just incredible for me. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. And this is what really motivated me to just stay on track and keep digging deeper into the impact of food on your mind, on your anxiety, on depression too, because I've always suffered with depression. So let me just make it clear. Eating healthier is not going to cure you. Um, and I don't even like that word cure because anxiety is a natural emotion. It's it's there to keep you safe. Um, it's not going to, especially if your anxiety is something obvious. Like say, for example, you've been through a really traumatic experience and you're dealing with a lot of anxiety and flashbacks and PTSD as a result of that. I'm not saying you're going to start eating better and all those flashbacks and everything is going to just magically melt away. But when you start to reduce inflammation so your body is not so reactive to the fight or flight response anymore, it is incredible how motivated you start to feel for tackling those other things or for starting to dig deeper. So I started to go to therapy as well. And therapy was something that I'd always figured that I need to go to, but I hadn't even... I knew I was never kind of in the right place to go do that. I wasn't ready I wasn't ready to talk about certain things yet, but when I started eating better and I started to feel better in my body, like start to feel safe, I started to feel safe in my body, which is something that I could not have imagined to be possible because I always felt my, my body was always just this foreign thing to me, my mind too. When I started to not have these obsessive, intrusive thoughts all the time, I wasn't dizzy all the time, I wasn't so freaking exhausted. It motivated me to start wanting to dig deeper because now I thought, oh my gosh, my food has already made such a difference. What else can I do? I always get asked, what is the one cure for my anxiety? What is the one solution? Just tell me the one thing. And it frustrates me, honestly, because it's it's not... If, if only there was a quick fix for it. But by doing the work and really digging deeper that's when you start to set yourself up for long-term healing where you learn how to manage your anxiety throughout your life because there's going to be times in your life where it's going to come up um you know we're human and we, we deal with things and we never know what life is going to throw our way so by really doing the work you're you have the tools that you need to manage your anxiety no matter when it's going to pop up in your life and as for the like one thing um, there's many different things that helped me um, therapy, eating better really developing a healthy morning and bedtime routine if for example you have a really great bedtime ritual where you work your butt off all day and then you give yourself time at night that's great but your morning routine is just as important and vice versa if you're a morning person and you 
kind of work until bed and then just fall into bed your bedtime ritual is just as important it's a morning and bedtime routine have made a massive difference in my life in my a to z book i really go deep into my full morning and bedtime routines um, with you it was around this time that i started yoga as well that was huge for me um of course like i always tell you we're all different and yoga may not be the thing for you but finding ways to just move your body and get your blood flowing through anything anything that you like maybe you like to dance maybe you like to go for walks i love going for walks i can i feel like i can walk for hours like i just love being outside and what i love about walking is that it's it's a low impact exercise that's really good for your entire body so you're getting the benefits without your heart shooting sky high but of course if you are right in the middle of your of your right in the middle right at the beginning of your journey and you're just starting you know to sift through things and figure out what works for you going for a walk may not be an option for you like during my worst anxiety i could not go for a walk um i would try a walking workout on youtube and this is embarrassing but whatever i tell you everything um i there's this um there's a woman on youtube called jessica smith i think she's a personal trainer she's great she has walking workouts and i thought you know what i want to try and get my body moving my blood flowing and I would pick just really simple, low impact. I figured I don't have to go outside. If I feel anxious, I'm inside. I would struggle to get through a walking workout because my heart, when I tell you that my heart would race all the time, I'm not kidding. My heart raced 24-7. And sometimes I would just take breaks throughout the whole thing. And other times I would get two minutes in and I would just stop. And I would feel so stupid because I would think, this is a walking workout. Who can't do this? But now I can look back and really see that anxiety symptoms are very real and they are very intense. And don't let anyone make you feel bad. Don't let don't make yourself feel bad because we're often we are the hardest on ourselves. Don't make yourself feel bad. Don't let anyone else make you feel bad. No one really understands unless they've been through it just how real those symptoms are. And when your heart is racing, it's hard to do anything. So if that's a symptom for you and it makes you feel stupid or embarrassed. I just wanted to share that with you. Moving your body is so important though. Just anything, even just deep breathing can, you know, get your lymph flowing, get your blood flowing. It's it's really important because we hold a lot of stagnant energy in our bodies. So when we're just not moving our bodies at all, our anxiety can feel a lot worse. We also hold trauma. We we our body stores trauma. So we have to find ways to release that. That's why I often say if you are feeling just completely overwhelmed, restless, if you're in a bad mood, if you feel panic symptoms coming on, yes, deep breathing, and I will always talk about that. That's another thing I'll get into in a moment, but shaking out your body and just shaking out your limbs and just releasing that stagnant energy, can, it makes a massive, massive difference. So, of course, deep breathing, I used to always say, no, I can't. I can't do that. Deep breathing just doesn't work for me. Just the same way that, you know, a lot of us will say meditation doesn't work for me. I'm, my mind is too busy. Even though that's the whole point of doing meditation, to help you with your busy mind. But that's what I would say about deep breathing. No, deep breathing doesn't work for me. Every time I try it, it feels... I feel worse. I feel like I'm kind of trying to gasp for air because I was always short of air. And then I realized that just as with everything, you have options. So breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, maybe that doesn't work for you in the midst of panic. Maybe 
breathing in and out through your nose only helps or alternate nostril breathing one of my favorite breathing techniques i have a video on my instagram yoga has taught me quite a few different breathing techniques and i feel like i should actually do a video on it I would love to hear from you guys and see if that is something that you would be interested in where I do a video just kind of showing you all the different ones because again I'll say we're all different and what works for one person may not work for the other but finding a breathing technique that, that works for you alternate nostril breathing is a really good one and I find that most people do find that one beneficial find practicing a deep breathing like having a deep breathing practice that you can go back to every day throughout your day um, it's something that you can do at any time that's what's so exciting about it it really makes a massive difference and really helps to reduce cortisol which is stress hormones in your body journaling can help a lot too i'm going to be honest i don't ever stick to it <laughs> i will have a really good journaling sesh and then i'll just fall off it um, again there's different ways that we can do this if you're feeling overwhelmed take a piece of paper and just write down random words that come into your head it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to make any sense just write down random words sometimes just writing things down and then getting them out of our heads can help or if you don't feel like writing open up your notes on your phone and just type out random things delete it afterwards if you want to but just get it out of your head it's when it's just kind of swimming in our heads that everything just feels so much worse even recording yourself like just talk it out with yourself just if you by yourself and there's no one around just talk to yourself honestly i've done that just talk it out when we can hear it it's better talk to someone if if you have someone in your life that you can talk to um talk to them consider going to therapy um but just find a way to get it out like for some people that that would be exercise and sweating you know find something that's good for you where you're not avoiding but you're getting it out in a healthy way supplements i get asked about all the time magnesium glycinate is the one that i will that that is the first one that i started for my anxiety and i still take it today i will link to an article on it in the caption it is my favorite supplement ashwagandha is an adaptogen that i absolutely love and i take that every day um, I do get questions, so I take 600 milligrams and I take it in the evenings. Um, that's just reminded me, I haven't taken it this evening yet. It's 7.20pm here. I take it usually around any time from 5 or 6pm. Um, I find that taking it a few hours before bed has been helping me to sleep like a baby lately. And over the past few weeks, my sleep has been up and down because I actually ran out of ashwagandha. And then I, I, re I was having like a lot of nightmares and things and I, I wasn't taking my proper magnesium dosage either and then I realized, oh wait, I've actually run out of this stuff and I, you know, restocked and since I've been taking it again, I've been sleeping so much better and it just shows me again how supplements can really help to support your nervous system. Um, I'm not going to go into every supplement that I take here. Those are the two top ones that I'm taking right now to help me with you know any stress that I'm dealing with um, I also love a really good high quality B complex um, the orange naturals brand I absolutely love um, I have a post on my Instagram where I talk about all the supplements that I take and then in my A to Z book I talk about all the supplements that I take as well as ones that I don't take but I did a lot of research into them 
Um, I know some people who take them as well who have said that they're really helpful anxiety. So I wanted to include everything in there as much as I could so that you guys have options because I think it is so important when you're starting on your journey to know that you have options, to know your options. If I had known that I have options, I probably wouldn't have gone on medication. Um, or if if I did go to the doctor and did make the decision, I would have asked more, more questions probably. Um, but I went there not knowing anything. So I'm not I'm honestly not hard on myself for that anymore because I didn't know. And if you have the same story as me and went on meds, don't be hard on yourself for it. Or if you're taking meds, don't be hard on yourself for it. Like I like I tell you, we all have different journeys. And regardless of whether or not you're on medication, it doesn't hurt to learn everything that you can. But you can still learn about your anxiety. You can still figure out those deeper root causes and figure out where it's coming from in the first place okay and i say this all the time but taking things one day at a time and not even one day at a time but honestly one moment at a time living in presence it's so important and it's it's very challenging because our brains like to think all the time most of the time even if we're in a conversation with someone or we're focused on a task often we're doing tasks on kind of autopilot we're not even really thinking about them because our brain is just thinking about the next thing so then you have to ask yourself when am i actually truly living because the past is over the future doesn't exist yet we're always in one of the two and we never in this present moment which is our life and this is something that I work on continuously every single day. And if there is one book that I would I can't recommend enough, it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I cannot recommend that book enough. I have picked up so many, you know, self-help books, spirituality books, if you will, and you know, not finish them. I can't tell you the amount of books in my unread pile. Give me a good fiction and I'll finish it, but give me anything non-fiction and I'll be honest, I don't have a good track record with them. Like, I often don't finish them. But The Power of Now is one of the best books that I've ever read and it absolutely changed my way of thinking. And it's one of those books that I that you can go back to again and again and just talking about it with you now is reminding me that I should probably read it again or just go back into it and read through sections I should get on a live and you know I talk about this all the time or even record a podcast episode and maybe read some sections out to you if that would be something you'd be interested in because that book I can't I can't tell you enough how much that book helped me I read that book last year and I I really truly believe that things come into your life when you need them most like for example this book I, I really do believe that it came into my life when I needed it last year which was one of the worst years it, it was really difficult for me um, the whole year was I'm not saying every moment was bad I, I don't like that I said that it was one of the worst years but it was a very hard year it was very up and down my moods and my depression were severe um 
was more depression that I was dealing with last year than anxiety. And I read that book during that time and it really, really helped me. I looked, I found myself looking forward to sitting down and reading it, which is just something that just doesn't happen with me with nonfiction books. And every time I opened it, I just felt so much peace and I felt so comforted. So I highly recommend checking out that book. Um, maybe it will help you as much as it helped me. I'm actually going to read it again. <laughs> um, but it's one of those books where you'll probably like highlight sections that you resonate with a lot or that, you know, just feel right. And, and you go back to it again and again. Um, so I just wanted to tell you about that. And if you do, if you do pick it up, I would love it if you let me know and let me know what you think of it. So as always, this is almost an hour long. <laughs> I am going to end it here. I really just wanted to kind of summarize a little bit for you things that helped me on my journey. Um, you know, talking a little bit more about my own experience, kind of summarizing my first book. But I'm telling you now, there's definitely things that I've left out. As I'm sitting here, I'm just, I know that I'm going to say goodbye and think of all the things that I've forgotten to say. But if you want to find everything in one place, I do really recommend my first book where I share my story with you and I, everything that we've spoken about on here, but I go a lot deeper into it. My A to Z book is especially helpful if you have health anxiety because I list every single symptom in there that we've ever discussed on my Instagram page. I don't just list symptoms, though. I also give you some tips on how to deal with it. I share my own experiences. I share some little stories in there with you. And then I share lots of things in between that have to do with anxiety. I share books that have helped me. I share little, you know, my little pep talk rambles that I do. I share supplements. I talk about food. I share loads in there with you. I wanted to create a book that just has anything and everything related to anxiety without you needing to go to Google. That that was the whole that was the whole point of writing that book. And I knowing like I've I've I get such beautiful messages from you guys and knowing that it helps you to avoid Google, really, it makes me so happy. I really hope that this has brought some comfort for you. I really hope that you feel like you've learned something. If you've been with me for a while, then this is all stuff that you already know, but it's always good to just hear it again and to be reminded of things that we can do. If you're new, then I'm really happy that you're here and I hope that this is a good starting point for you in your own journey. I am really grateful to, to all of you for being here with me and for continuously supporting me and listening to my rambles. <laughs> I hope that you have a beautiful evening or a beautiful day whenever you're listening to this. I'm going to go and take my ashwagandha now before I forget and I'm going to probably get outside for a little walk. That's something that I'm so grateful for. Just the fact that I can get outside now is something that I just took for granted. Like I just, I didn't realize you know, until I was just in the midst of severe anxiety, how I, I mean, I couldn't get outside. And the fact that I can go outside now and actually enjoy myself and knowing, I know that you're going to get there too. So if you're listening to this and the thought of stepping outside is just horrifying for you, don't think too far ahead. Don't, don't, don't do what I did and just kind of think of worst case scenario. What if I never get outside? Don't, don't think like that. Think about today and what you can do today and then think about tomorrow, tomorrow. And if you're able to pick up that Eckhart Tolle book, I really think that it could help you. I will talk to you soon and I appreciate you. Bye.